In February 1891, adverts started appearing in newspapers about the Ouija, the wonderful talking board, describing it as a magical device that answered questions about the past, present, and future with marvellous accuracy, and promised a link between the known and unknown, the material and immaterial. The mysterious talking board was marketed as a family board game. However, it soon became apparent that it was not harmless family fun to some, but rather a tool of the devil that sometimes held sinister consequences. In this video, we'll look at six occasions where it was about as far from fun as you can get. These true accounts have been sent in by our viewers and have not been shared anywhere else. They act as a cautionary warning to anyone thinking of messing with an Ouija board. Hit those lights, sit back, and enjoy. Disturbing the Spirits This happened to our subscriber Toby more than 10 years ago at a friend's home. He stayed there quite often, and one day Toby asked his friends if anyone was interested in trying out the concept of Ouija. They were not too interested, but went along with it. Toby prepared everything on the table, he had to improvise a bit, but laid out candles and a board, and soon everything was ready to go. It was in the middle of the day, so to start the session, they darkened the room. No one was expecting anything to happen, and were just randomly asking questions, laughing and joking. After nothing untoward occurred, they decided to stop, although Toby can't remember if he ended the session as specified by showing gratitude and saying goodbye. However, what happened next terrified even the most skeptical of the group. Suddenly, a loud noise came from one of the other rooms, as if something slammed on the floor. The friends ran into the bedroom, only to find the wardrobe busted open, with its contents all over the floor. Only something with substantial force could have achieved that. The friends couldn't comprehend what was happening, and it was the talk of the group for the rest of the day. Since the event, Toby has experienced many UFOs and paranormal events, and can't help wonder if they are linked to the day that he tapped into the spirit world. Life-changing experience This next story has been shared by Danette from Southwest Louisiana, USA. It was Christmas Eve, and Danette was 12 years old when she was given an Ouija board. Her grandmother had died a couple of weeks before, and Danette wanted to talk to her. She had no idea what she was doing, but two of her cousins agreed to join her. They were all in her grandmother's house and settled down in the parlor to try and make contact. Everyone else was outside, so they checked all the windows and doors were locked before starting. They put the board down on a footstool and placed their hands on the planchette. Danette then asked if she could talk to her grandmother. That's when all hell broke loose. All the windows flew open, the curtains flapped and the doors blasted open. They all screamed and ran out of the parlor and Danette grabbed the board as she went. The adults who were out in the garden had made a fire in an old metal barrel because it was cold, and Danette tossed the board into the fire. The group was so scared, they just wanted to get rid of it. After the incident, Danette's life changed for the worst. Things seemed to change for her overnight. She had always been a good daughter and student, but did a complete reversal. Danette is now 70 years old, and a lot of bad things have happened to her over the years some that she didn't want to share, and at times, Danette felt suicidal and is convinced that something attached itself to her that night and has never left. 
marked by the devil. Emily sent this story in. Her experience happened at a friend's house when she was around 11 or 12 years old. Emily's friend Lexi had invited her and three other friends over for a sleepover. One of the friends, who we'll call Sarah, had brought with her an Ouija board and suggested they all have a go. However, Lexi was from a Christian household and freaked out, refusing to have anything to do with the board, which in turn caused the other girls to want nothing to do with it. So it left just Emily and Sarah interested. Because Lexi was so against it, she asked the girls to play in the basement. The basement was typically creepy, so the two girls found a comfortable spot and set up the board. Lexi's little brother also asked if he could join in. All three of them sat around the board and soon realized they didn't really know what they were doing. So they put their fingertips on the planchette and began to ask the typical questions. Nothing happened for around five minutes and they almost gave up when the planchette suddenly started to move. All three of them gasped in horror, but Emily plucked up the courage to ask, are you a demon? The arrow moved straight to the answer yes. At this point, young Noah had enough and ran out of the basement. Emily asked another question, are you here to hurt us? They waited for a few minutes and received the answer no, which was a relief. But then the board started to move to individual letters which ended up spelling out, I want your soul. At this point, Emily felt something burning intensely on her back. Sarah lifted Emily's skirt to have a look and gasped in shock at what she saw. There were three claw marks from her right shoulder blade down to her left hip. Sarah told Emily she wanted out and they quickly packed up the board and ran upstairs as quickly as possible, leaving the board in the basement. The other girls could see the fear in their eyes as they all settled down to sleep that night. Unfortunately for Emily, she was marked, and for years after the incident, she had dreams of a shadow figure telling her, I'm coming to get you. She would also get random knocks on her door in the middle of the night, and hear a man's voice clear as day, trying to get her attention. Emily is 30 now, and in recent years, nothing too crazy has happened, but she still sleeps cautiously, waiting for the day the entity decides to come back. Who entered the house? This next story was sent in anonymously, so we'll call them A. In January 2018, A and a friend were eating at A's brother's house in Carrollton, Georgia, USA, when suddenly a chest of drawers behind them mysteriously flung open for no apparent reason. A decided to look in the open drawer and noticed an Ouija board, so asked where it was from and was told it was bought from an antique store. Curious about its contents, A and their friend Seth opened the box and pulled everything out. After having a good look at what was in there, they put everything back into the box. However, A got a weird feeling coming over him and noticed a stink bug crawling out of the box that wasn't there previously. A later decided to take the board home with him to Douglasville, Georgia. One night, A had a party in the house and a lot of friends came over drinking. During the evening, they decided to get the board out. However, what at first was a drunken laugh suddenly started getting weird and A started asking questions about one of his best friends who had committed suicide the year before. The tone changed at this point, and the group got freaked out. Nothing specific, but all of them felt a presence, and they stopped playing and decided never to play the game again. But a month later, A returned to the Ouija board with two friends, Antonio and Ray. Ray was playing his video game and not really paying attention to anything, and A was sitting smoking. It was probably around one in the morning. 
the group suddenly heard a loud, unexplainable noise coming from downstairs. A's mum was asleep at the time, but the dog heard it, and started barking, which in turn woke up A's mum, who thought there was an intruder in the house. She was yelling, who did you bring into the house, and that there was somebody in her room. There was of course no one there, and since that terrifying night, the Ouija board mysteriously disappeared, and A never saw it again. Anne doesn't want to by the sounds of it. How did it know? The first time Amos played with an Ouija board was when he was around 15 years old. At the time, he used to visit a village called Woodhouse Eaves in Leicestershire, and he and his friends had girlfriends there. At one of the girls' houses, someone suggested getting out the board. None of them really knew what it was, but after a brief description, they all agreed to have a go. After around five minutes of various accusations amongst the friends of deliberately pushing or pulling the planchette, it suddenly moved without intervention and started to spell the name, L-I-S-A-J-A-Y-N-E. That was enough for Amos. He burst into tears and ran from the room. Lisa Jane was his sister, who was born a couple of years after him in 1972. Tragically, she died after choking on an aspirin tablet that her mother had crushed into a spoon to help with the fever. Amos knew that he had never spoken to any of his friends about his sister, and he hasn't really talked about it since, so how did the board know her name? What a terrible experience for you, Amos, and your family, and our heart goes out to all of you. Regret at laughing in the face of death There are two parts of this chilling story sent in by Hannah, who has never shared this experience online before. It happened around 2016 to 17. Hannah was going through a stressful time, so can't be more specific. At the time, Hannah and her partner, along with two roommates, were temporarily housing a troubled teenager. The whole group indulged the child, who we'll call C, as they felt she was missing out on a normal life. When C expressed interest in a Ouija board, they tried to brush it off at first, but later agreed she could try, with strict rules attached. Hannah was particularly cautious, as she had previous brushes with the dark side. For example, just a year and a half earlier, she was coming home late from work with her partner. At the time, they were living together in a rough part of town. As they walked up the stairs to their second floor apartment, they could hear and see an ambulance blue lighting around the street corner. They could also see inside the ambulance, and that the crew were trying to resuscitate someone. At this point, Hannah got a strange dark feeling come over her. Not an evil feeling, but more of a blasé, dismissive feeling, and she remembers saying aloud, That one's a goner. To this day, she's not sure why such a disrespectful thing came out of her mouth. Almost immediately after the ambulance stopped on the side road and cut the sirens, the interior lights went off. Hannah understood that this meant the person being transported had been pronounced dead. As the ambulance pulled away, both Hannah and her partner were freaked out, and she turned to him and said, we possibly just saw a death that I predicted. At that very moment, the outdoor light over the door to their apartment blew out with no warning. Now, although we seem to have strayed from the subject, you will see next how that experience was so significant to what happened with the Ouija board. Moving back to the board, the household agreed that before C could use it, before and after each session, the apartment had to be smudged and cleansed with sage, along with other security rituals. The household had recently moved to a new apartment and wanted to protect it from anything malicious. Over the summer, in their new home, 
the group did several sessions with the board and started making contact with spirits. They had a few regulars come through, most notably a child named Max, who was obsessed with Lightning McQueen, and who they had to frequently remind was up past their bedtime in order to end the session, as well as a female spirit who called herself Amanda. Amanda was an interesting entity. She was a banshee who fell in love with a mortal man who died about 60 years ago, and was now sort of stuck in limbo. But the spirit who stood out for Hannah was one of the less frequent visitors. At first it was hard to communicate with, and seemed confused, as if it had just woken up. It was clear that English was not their first language, but after speaking in Spanish, the group established it was born and raised in middle of nowhere, New Mexico, which is an actual place. They also learned he was a young man, and he kept referring to a car full of people as Mallow, Mallow Mallow Bad. He was very scared and apologetic, and seemed worried about his sister or mother. Whenever he came through, everybody became anxious from the frantic jerking of the planchette and the overall presence that filled the room. It also seemed as if the protective circle of candles they'd laid out started to burn faster when he was around. However, for Hannah, her memory went back to that night with the ambulance, and during one session she blurted out, On Lane, Kirtu, which was asking this poor soul if he'd been the one she had sarcastically called out on his deathbed. Before the planchette even moved, Hannah knew the answer. In fact, she was never clearer about anything because she saw it in her mind. She knew his last name was Martinez, and he was in a gang, was a low-level runner-hustler, and he'd been jumped for the drugs he was supposed to sell, but instead of confessing he'd been robbed, he kept stalling and failed to come up with the money he owed his gang for the supposed sale. That was on the night Hannah had seen the ambulance. He had been picked up by his gang and fatally stabbed. When Hannah returned from her realization, the others were still asking the spirit questions, but Hannah felt very alone and couldn't stand to be around anybody. So she excused herself from the session and spent the next hour in the bathroom trying not to cry. Hannah hasn't tried to contact anyone since, and likely never will, but often wonders whether she should have gathered more information from the spirit, because through her, maybe he wanted to pass on his final goodbyes to loved ones. So that's six chilling reasons not to mess with an Ouija board. We'd like to say a massive thank you to everyone who sent these stories in. They're truly incredible. And it's an honor to be able to share these with everyone. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow for another creepy video.